Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, a podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. I am Austin Wilson, research analyst at Hickson Zerker Capital Management. And I'm Josh Robb, director of wealth management, also at Hickson Zerker Capital Management. Austin, how can people help us with this podcast? Well, we would love it if you would subscribe so that you get episodes every single Thursday when we drop them. And we thank our subscribers who are already subscribed. Mm-hmm. How many times can I say subscribed? Subscribe. One sentence. That's a lot. And we would love it if you would visit our website and sign up for our weekly newsletter to get notified when those episodes hit and to get a little summary of every single episode. That's great. With a direct link to listen. Oh, oh it's, man. It's a beautiful we, thing. We it do really it is. all for you. So we would love it if you do that. Josh. Yes. We. Mm-hmm. Both have kids. We do. We both know that saving money is a pretty good habit to That's have. It. Two facts, yes. So the question that we're going to be answering today is how do we teach our kids about saving in a way that they are actually going to listen to and maybe even understand? Yes, That's always the hard part, right? Right. Sometimes you feel like they're talking to a in, blank in wall In one ear and out the other, right? Yeah. So I think in order to really dive into this, we will do a couple different podcasts on different topics and pieces of teaching your kids habits that help them financially down the road. But to begin with, the first thing we need to talk about is there are really two overarching mindsets when it comes to how they treat money. Yeah, There's two camps and you're kind of really born into this. It's not really a learned habit. It's kind of just where you default from. And there's no right or wrong, but there's savers and there's spenders. Yep. All right. And there is, by the way, a blog on the Everyday Advisor that I guest wrote that also reference some of this stuff. And we will link that in the show notes. We will. Yes. So we both understand, obviously, that savers are the right people. Yes. So we are both savers, you and I. In our conversations, we've come to realize that. We default that way. So I Although think, I do like spending money sometimes. Yes. And we're going to talk about some of those caveats. Moderation. Yes. But yeah, since we kind of come from that camp, that yep. mindset of savers, we understand that. It makes total sense it, to us. And no the spenders are a foreign weird approach, (laughs) what is going on with them. But in all honesty, there is no right or wrong approach. It's understanding your mindset, where you come from, right, and understand the risks of that mindset and the potential advantages as well from there. So I guess we should probably start off by answering a couple questions based on the categories we've already defined. Josh, what is a saver? Yeah. So let me give you a story. All right. True story. I love your story. When I was a kid, here, lived in Finley, Ohio, grew up here. Many, many years yeah, ago. Many years ago, back when you would ride your bike up and down the street. And we would ride our bikes uptown, stop at the hospital, because mm-hmm. they had free apples, just in a little basket for anybody that wanted oh, yeah. to come in and grab one. So that was healthy. Then we'd go up to the local pharmacy and periodically get some candy there. A side note, they used the to The one sell, by the hospital? Yes. That's still there, right? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Scarborough yep. Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. They used to have those candy cigarettes, by the way. Which, oh, man. Side note on how marketing to kids cigarettes <laughs> is a whole crazy <laughs> thing. that I don't know how they got away with it. I remember those. those. gum cigarettes. Good times. And candy. Oh, man. But when we were in there, and this is something looking back, having talked through this whole concept, my process of deciding what to buy, you know, you got all those shelves of candy. I have my 50 cents or whatever it was back in the day. Not like a nickel, like grandparents talked about, <laughs> right. but you know, it wasn't that long ago. What do I want to buy? Right. Almost always I'd end up with gum mm-hmm. and I like gum. There's nothing wrong with gum, but the mindset was, you know what? 
I want to really make sure that this money that I'm supposed to spend because given some money to go to the grocery store to do that that gets the best bang for the buck oh you don't swallow the gum it lasts forever if you look at the amount of time Uh that the gum provides it's probably longer than a hershey bar or a snickers or whatever so regardless of what i really wanted like if i was really craving chocolate or whatever nope gum usually is what the end of the thing because it was like you know what you get five pieces of gum and each piece can last you a couple hours like it's bang for your buck right there that's good value so that in a story describes a saver's mindset. They look at money as an important factor. All right. And that, that is something that is valuable, is important, and you have to have a good reason to depart from it. Right. All right. So that's a saver's mindset. All right. So turn the page. Spenders. Yep. Flipping around that's the other spender. side. This is spender. I had to go out and ask and find out. <laughs> but in general, the other side is a spender. Again, no right or wrong. So the spender would go into the candy store and say, I have 50 cents. What brings me the most what, joy? Which of these things yeah. am I going to be most excited to have? Yep. And I'm going to use my 50 cents for the thing that gives me the most joy or satisfaction. They see money more as a means to an end. Mm-hmm. The end thing being the important spot, not the amount of money that it takes to get to that. Right. And so again, nothing wrong with that. The mindset there is valuing that end result, whether it's an experience or a physical thing, whatever it is. And they get a bad rap because when you hear stories about people, it's always like, oh, they're shopaholic. The same is true. There's the caveat for savers. What do you call someone who's a really good saver, but to the extreme point? Yeah. They are cheap, cheap or they <laughs> are, you know, the, the polite term is like thrifty, but right. you, you go can go beyond that right. and you can be yeah, just yeah, yeah. a stickler where, man, those guys, they pinch every penny, stingy. right? They Stingy. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, there's the extreme end on both sides, and the goal is to not end up there, right? but understand that that's where you're starting from. Absolutely. So savers, spenders, yep. that's kind of where they start with. And in a little bit, we're going to get into some ways that you can utilize that and some things you got to watch out for. But before then... Before that... I have a dad joke of the week for okay. you, Josh. Yes. I don't know if you... You're going to spend this dad joke. Yeah. Okay, Put spend your it. suspenders on okay. because this is going to I'm knock ready. your pants off. Okay. <laughs> what like do it. you call... A blind deer. Hmm. A blind deer. I do not know. No idea. No idea. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Classic. So, as Josh alluded to just a minute ago, we're going to break down some mindsets, some risks, some actions, some teaching ideas for both savers and spenders. So, why don't you kick us off? Talk about saving people. Okay. So, people are savers, not saving people. They're not not (laughs) in trouble. Talk about saving people. So, Again, the mindset, the risk. But then, again, we're talking about kids. Like, So how do you utilize this for a kid uh, mm-hmm. to help them? If they are the mindset of a saver or a spender, what's some things you can do with them? All right. So the mindset, like we mentioned, you default to money in hand is valuable because it provides some sense of security or safety. Right. A lot of times, having that money for something in the future is valuable. You, you feel a sense of peace about that. So... The mindset usually is a little bit more forward-looking. Mm-hmm. If I was given the choice, I probably wouldn't have always bought candy. I would have said, I could pocket this. Oh, that's right. And then and a couple times, I may have a dollar fifty, and I can Ooh. get a toy instead of a candy. You know, the, the savers think that way, right? Risk. So that's the mindset. What is the risk, though? We talked about this, is you can be a little bit too much of a penny pincher. Right. But also, and not so far extreme, savers tend to be less likely to experience adventures, things like that, because mm-hmm. usually that requires an outlay of cash. And so they could miss out on opportunities because they want to hold on and they don't see the value in using some of those assets they're saving 
for things that they want. What we see a lot of times, especially, and this isn't for kids, this is the other end of the spectrum, but retirement, giving yourself permission to actually spend some of that money you've been saving your whole career (laughs) is actually a thing that a lot of times as a financial advisor, we're doing. It's like, you're okay. Go ahead and take that trip, buy that thing, you know, Mm -hmm. those type of things. But along the way, in order to kind of encourage and reward yourself, you need to give yourself permission to use some of that money. Right, you don't want to be a cheap skate and always hold on to it and do the bare minimum, right? right? So something as simple as you know upgrading your wardrobe, right? At some point, your shoes that you keep repairing, you might as well just buy a new pair. Is that right? just because I told you my shoes falling apart? It came to the mind. Okay, but, yeah, just saying, <laughs> not pointing you out or anything. Or if your car needs new tires, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a safety hazard, spend that money, right? right. You're not being a saver by foregoing security of your <laughs> your physical self, right? Exactly. So those are the things, the risks you got to watch out for is missing opportunities. Yep. It may not even be a fun, it may be an investment opportunity, but the risk of the outlay of cash, you miss out on that. Yeah. You're afraid of putting that risk out there. So that's the thing. What are some things savers can do? What are some hmm. actions that they can take, right? So the f- first one is you're probably already doing this as a saver, but there's a purpose you're holding on to that money. Make sure you're very clear on what the goal is. So when you get there, you actually do spend the money. I could think of times where I achieved what I was trying to do, but then the temptation is to yeah, do I want to keep do this going. At all? Well, you right. know, if I wait longer, I'll have extra uh-huh. money. Yeah. Set the goal and then give yourself permission to actually do whatever that is. Also, when you're budgeting, leave room or budget some spending for things that pop up, right? Mm -hmm. Give yourself some of that freedom to spend it because if it's part of your budget, it'll be a little easier to spend. You don't have that same guilt as a saver when you say, well, I guess I already planned for it. So I'm not using it in my extra money. It's money I've already planning on doing. Uh, Giving is important. So savers tend to be less generous in their giving. Not always, but that's the mindset's there. And so make sure that you look outward and not just inward, right? You can be secure and safe, but also impact and help others. So then when we talk about kids, all right. So if you have a kid and you'll probably see this as they age, which road they go in, right? If they get a dollar and all of a sudden they're like, are we going to the store? Can we go to the store? Probably land in the spender's mentality. Right. If they get a dollar and like, I'm going to go put this up in my room, it's maybe a saver might tell it, right? You, so, you'll see that. I'm going to hijack this yes. right now because no. you have a sample size in your own house. I have four. Which is like, that's practically a perfect sample that's size. That's right. So how many savers and how many spenders do you have? Right. So my oldest son is a spender. Okay. All right. My oldest daughter is a saver. Okay. A super saver, I'm going to call it. She is, <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's a lot like me. We were a lot alike in many ways. And then my next two are... Just getting into those ages where you're starting to see. So I think my other son probably leans towards the spender side. Right. And then my youngest, who's four, she doesn't have a full concept of money. So she, <laughs> she loves end. having it. Yep. But then she also is like the other day, she had a penny in her hand, which she found on the ground, or I don't know where she got it. She had a penny. And she's like, I'm going to buy dinner. And I'm like, Okay. Uh, <laughs> Where are we going? But you're going to need some help. She's yeah. like, no, I'm buying dinner. I'm like, well, that penny in your hand is not going very far, especially with this high inflation we got. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure. She's undecided. But yeah. two of my three so far are the spending mindset. One is a saver. Yeah. The saver, by the way, she's nine, turning 10 soon, told me no time for boys because they cost money. Ooh. Which I said, well, I think it's the other way around. Yeah. It actually is going to save you, you money wait. if you get it. But I didn't want to tell her that. So she's not going to find that out. But she's saving for college and a car at nine. So okay, that tells you that start. mindset, right? That's a great so start. So she's, she's already on her way. And so she was actually saving up for something. I forget what it was. And she had achieved it. 
But she said, I'm going to wait to buy it until I get twice the amount. That way, when I do buy it, I still have the same amount I was saving from before. Woo! Going back to that idea of give yourself that permission right. if you hit reach that goal. Right. So we had a nice conversation that about funny. that. So um, sorry to hijack good your question. conversation. Good question. What about you? Have you seen... No, I Juliana is... She'll be five. Next week's her birthday. And she doesn't really have a great concept of money. Yeah. But she has a little account she doesn't know about. Yeah. And it's been put to work. It's been put to work. So I've made her a saver. Make her a saver by unknown. I've made her a saver. Other people are spenders on her. Yes. Well, that's a whole nother story. She was the first grandkid, so she's spoiled. So I'm a saver for her. Yes. Any money that she she gets for birthdays and stuff, she never sees. (laughs) Yep. So teaching moments. The first one I like to do is for those savers, encourage them to budget for giving. Because again, Mm -hmm. if you remember, the savers like to first make sure they're secure, which could mean most of that extra money. So if you say, no, no, you have to give some away, it helps teach that habit. I say, and I kind of go a little more detail, not only do I want you to budget for this, but I want you to identify what the plan is. That way you're actually working through that, right? And make sure they find something that values them. Because again, the whole point of saver is they need to know that that hard-earned money is going to something to get the best bang for the buck. Well, when it comes to giving, find something that you have the most passion for and you'll feel better about letting go of that money. So that's important there. Unicorn conservation. Yeah, you know, whatever that is. <laughs> so side note, again, they have these bracelets you can buy now and they're conservation oh, for different animals. Yeah. And then you get assigned an animal of mm-hmm. that one and then you can log into a website. It's got track a chip it. on it, track mm-hmm. it around as it goes. And so for Christmas, my oldest daughter who has a kind heart, she is a saver, but she, she has a very good heart. She actually got two. She got one from us and then one from a relative. And so one's a turtle, sea turtle. Nice. Floats around, does this thing. And then she also got a shark. I tell you, that shark's on the move. <laughs> really? The thing is, uh, <laughs> it's up on the coast too. I'm getting a little worried. I'm like, are we liable if the shark <laughs> on does the East something? Coast? It came up through Florida. So it was in the Gulf oh, Coast yeah. and then down in Woo! close to the East Coast. So I hope we're not liable. Like, that's not my shark. Technically not my shark. Yeah, yeah. I'm keeping an eye on it. So the real question, not to be morbid, yeah. is when these animals die, that's the thing. what happens? Yeah. Do they just like sit in one spot you forever? Kinda, well, so like our shark must have gone deep when it was moving from one spot to oh, another because yeah. it disappeared Lost, for yeah, a while. And so we were kind of wondering and then it popped back up. And then the sea turtle, I was a little worried about because it wasn't moving. Oh, man. But apparently that's normal. He does periodically, but he just kind of coasts, it looks uh-huh. like, every once in a while. Kind of hangs in an area and then jumps in the little current there and heads out somewhere else. So sidebar number 59 yes. of this episode. There's, yes. We go to the, uh, we have membership to the Toledo Zoo. Mm-hmm. Yes. My daughter Great loves zoo. the Toledo yes. Zoo. So I went there with her a couple times recently. And so she loves mm. the aquarium. Yep. The aquarium and the otters oh, are like all she goes nice for. It's a nice aquarium, too. Mm. The rest of the stuff she could care less about, but the sea turtles and the otters. But anyway, there's a sea turtle named Tink. Oh, yeah. Tink in the aquarium was hit by a boat. Oh, no. There's a whole in story. The, why is there a boat in the zoo? <laughs> why is there a boat in the zoo? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, so she was a saved. Okay. He, she, gotcha. I don't know. But the turtle was hit by a boat. Oh, man. And so its back flippers were paralyzed or oh, whatever. Yeah. So the conservationists, they like JB welded these ballasts oh, on the back of the shell to out. keep it level so it can go wherever it wants. It just oh, swims yeah. with its front it knows flippers. It, yeah. and that's it. Its back doesn't do anything. This guy's the same. Tink the nice. turtle. That's yeah. it. That's, that's awesome. I like it. And then the last piece of a teaching moment for kids. So saving is obviously kind of their starting point. So you got to encourage in the other end, giving being one of those. And then the second one, like we talked about, is teach them that sporadic things are okay. So leave some room in your budget for that thing that pops up. Friend calls and says, hey, you want to go to the movie? 
And the saver's mindset is, I don't know if it's worth spending $8 to go watch a movie when I can watch one on my Disney Plus subscription, right? I don't know what a 10-year-old thinks. It's a great example. But there it is. (laughs) But you say, hey, you know what? That time spent with them will be great. You should go do that. And you already accounted for that. Yeah. You have $8 in your budget. You can do it. So those are the two things I always think from a teaching moment is that you really don't have to teach them much about that saving side of things. You just got to pull them away that as long as they're doing that and have a good percentage budget set up, those other two pieces need to be the piece that they're probably more likely to push off. Absolutely. So that's where it is. All right. So, Josh, we just talked about savers, but yes. let's turn it over and talk about spending mindset. Okay. So, like we talked about, the mindset for spenders is the money is a means to an end, yep. right? The end result is really the focus point. Yep. And so, money is a tool. So, you use that mindset and say, okay, let's utilize that tool to its best ability. So, again... For a spender, there's nothing wrong. That's a great mindset because, again, you get that discipline and you're just looking as you're saving as one more spending. Right. I'm moving the money into this thing and I I spend it towards me, my cause, like that. So that's there. The risks are they tend to be more impulsive. Again, not a bad thing, but that's something they have to be aware of that everything that comes up will look like a cool thing to do. (laughs) And you got to understand well, do I have the money set aside for that? Which comes to marketing, yes. sales, coupons, yes. all that stuff, totally geared towards spenders. Oh, yes. We're just like, oh, look, I have a 20% off coupon. I'm I need go to go spend. spend. Yeah, because I'm going to save 20% on something I wasn't going to buy. That's a saver's mindset. So future, it's harder. Current is what they focus on. So getting the habit of, again, looking farther out is yep. where it's important. All right, so those are the risks for a spender. Impulsive, future yep. is not as important as the present. So the actions are, first and foremost, is the budgeting. Setting up that habit of saying, okay, when I'm getting my paycheck and the money's coming in, Mm -hmm. I need to know what I plan on doing with this money. And part of that is saving. So if I look at it as one more of my spending tasks to pay myself or pay my 401k or however I want to look at it, if I just make that part of my habit, then the spender is a great saver because you see that as one more way of taking your tool and it's the means to an end. Right. And then also, same as the saver, Budget for those impulsive buys. If you put something aside, it's guilt-free. You don't have to be, oh man, I did it again. Well, as a spender, you're going to see those opportunities. You're going to want to take advantage of them. And if you've already put aside money to do that, you're guilt-free in doing it. Go for it. Absolutely. And you you can then prioritize your plan. Is this the one I want to do it on? Or is this one of the ones that's worth spending some of that money I put aside for? Right. So those are some of the things to have. And then from a teaching moment, set short-term savings goals. Because again, when we're talking to kids, probably my nine-year-old is an exception, car or college in the future is kind of <laughs> a little far out. Right, right. And so if you say, hey, you know what, Timmy, you want to get a new Nintendo Switch video game and it's forty nine ninety nine or whatever it is, let's find a way to get there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you get your mowing and you do mowing and you're going to make $10 a month doing your mowing or that seems like a lot. Not very much. $10 a week probably. I don't know. Child labor's cheap. So. I don't know. So let's say you get $10 a week for mowing the lawn and you can mow every week. So you know, in five weeks, you're going to have that if you don't spend any of it. Right. But like we just talked about, let's just save half of that. And so we know in just a couple months, you can buy that new video game yep. and you get to spend the money along the way. Absolutely. So it's, you got to shorten up those goal lengths so that they can get the reward sooner because the kid's going to lose interest after a while and be like, what's the point? I could be doing these other things. And mm-hmm. so that's one teaching moment. The other one is that 
if you can teach them that the impulse buying is within a frame, you're not the one policing. Because you know the spenders always like, well, can I buy this? And you always like, as a saver dad, I'm like, well, why would you want to buy that? There's no value there. It's mm-hmm. going to break in a day or whatever. But if they have a budget, you could say, you decide. Right, you turn it back to them. I don't care what you spend that money on. That's free. You decide. Right. But then, if they spend it, and then something else comes up, that's the teaching moment to say, "Well, remember those other things you got. Sometimes leaving some extra for something in the future may be worthwhile." And you you have that conversation, but allowing them that freedom to decide themselves is this worth it? Teaches them to run through that instead of quickly making the decision, the impulse buy, to actually stop for a second and say, "Do I really want to own this?" Is it better than some of the other things they could use? As oh, yeah. Well? And over time, their tendencies may look a little different where they may not impulse buy as much because they're like, well, last time I did that, it just really wasn't quite worth it. I'm yep. going to put this towards the thing I wanted Yep. in another month or whatever. Yep. So savers and spenders, same thing. You're just slowing down the thought process so that they're aware of where they're starting from. Savers, hey, you may be missing this because you're just scared to give a little bit of that money away, which won't hurt you to give away. Right. Spenders, hey, you may be spending this when there may be something better down the road. Slow down, just think through that. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. So for either one of those, you know, hopefully those are some good tips to think about when you're talking through the kids. The key is bring it down to their level, even for the savers. Like you're not going to be able to save for college on ten dollars a week mowing a lawn. But let's set a goal for saving that makes sense that mm-hmm. you can achieve. Spenders, same thing. You're you're not going to be putting a 401k away as a 10-year-old. But <laughs> let's open up an account to show you what it's like to be diligent about putting right. money away. Those are the things you want to do. So Josh, if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is there isn't a superior mindset. There isn't. As much as I'd love to say one is better than the <laughs> other, there is not. Yeah. And in fact, a combination of those two, having someone there that you trust, whether it's a, for a kid, a parent, or someone who can encourage them to see the other side is helpful. Or if right. you're adults and you're you know, your spouse is the other way. Sometimes the two of you can butt heads, but in a good way, also draw the other one out to encourage them to right. go closer towards the middle. Moderation is kind of what I'm leaning towards. Wait, have surprise. you ever said that surprise, before? Surprise, surprise. Yeah, that is great. So Josh, any final thoughts on, you know, this aspect of saving versus spending and how that relates to raising up children to be financially good stewards. Yeah. There are successful people from both mindsets. And so don't think just because your kid is one or the other that they're going to struggle. Help them to understand their kind of starting point and know where those things could hinder them so that they're better aware to make those decisions in the future. That's the key. And that's what we're doing for as parents for all different situations. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to saving or spending, your way is not necessarily the right way. Your kids may not fully go the same route as you, but that's okay. You're just trying to help them be the best person they can be. Awesome. Well, you've certainly given me stuff to think about. All right. I hope so. And hopefully you've given our listeners some to think about as well. We would love it if you would follow us on social media. Ooh. So we have an Instagram page, Facebook page, and a Twitter page. Yes. Go ahead and give those a follow. Yeah. We interact and are pretty dads. regularly posting on those at the Invested Dads at some form or another on yep. all of those services. If you had someone just asking, hey, how do I talk to my kids about money? Or my kid's a spender. How do I get them to save more? Or vice versa. Share this episode with them. We would love it if you would pass this along and hopefully it can be of some value to them. And of course... Email us any ideas to hello at theinvesteddads.com. We would love to maybe have an episode if what you are asking about is something that we would like to talk about on the podcast. If not, we would just love to hear from you and to connect with you via email. So thanks for being here. Until next Thursday, have a great week. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.